Welcome to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Each weekday, Dr. Crisp will be discussing biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Tune in daily to start your day right and deepen your understanding of how to better walk the way and enjoy the journey. Here's your host, Dr. Tony Crisp. Welcome to On the Way. This is Tony Crisp, and this is the 365 Bible Reading Plan. Today is May 24th, and our chapter for today is Job chapter 40. Well, it's all coming down to what God has to say, doesn't it always? The Bible says, Moreover, the Lord answered Job and said, Shall the one who contends with the Almighty correct him? He who rebukes God, let him answer it. Now, this is an amazing verse, and it just goes on and gets deeper from here. What God said is, Job, I'm going to bring it down to where you can understand it. Are you going to contend? Are you going to argue? Are you going to condemn me, the Almighty Shaddai is the word, the all-sufficient one, the one who can do anything. I am the Almighty, and you're going to correct me. As a matter of fact, this word correct is only used here in the entire Hebrew Bible, in the entire Tanakh, the Law, the Prophets, and the Writings. And it is Yesor. And it means to find fault, to point out something that would be a misstep, something that would be a fault line, a crack in someone's character. And so God lays this out to Job and said, Job, you can always ask me why. You can always come to me. I will listen to you just like he does to any of us. But Job went beyond that, and he implied that God was not dealing with him as he should and that God somehow was in the wrong. And so God is pointing this out to Job. Then Job gets it. As a matter of fact, God said, if this is what you're doing, then you go ahead and answer. Then Job answered the Lord, Adonai, Yahweh, whatever word you're going to use to describe and pronounce Y-H-V-H. That's why the Jews just say Hashem, the name. And it is the name that is above every name. And so he said, Job answered and said, Lord, I am vile. (laughs) This word is a common word that is translated curse. Am I cursed that I'm going to do that? I'm flighty. I'm superficial. It has all of this connotation with it. And he said, what shall I answer you? I lay my hand on my mouth. Once I have spoken, but I will not answer. Yes, twice, but I will proceed no further. And what Job is realizing is he said too much. He has gone too far and God has called him and said, Job, you stepped over the line. There is a boundary and you've gone beyond it. Now, my mercy toward you is going to always be there. But now, Job, now you're getting ahead of yourself. You are just going from pillar to post. You're becoming flighty. And that's exactly what Job said. He said, I'm nothing. I'm vile. I'm flighty. I'm superficial. God, you're the one that has depth. You're the one that knows all the answer. And I have spoken, but I'll not answer again. Yes, twice, but I will proceed no further. I am backing out of this altogether. Then the Lord 
Hashem answered Job out of the whirlwind. They didn't bring the whirlwind as before to destroy him, but to get his attention. By the way, a whirlwind will get your attention and get mine. God may be sending a whirlwind into your life right now. It's not to destroy you. God's whirlwinds to his children are to get their attention. If you've ever been in a tornado or you've ever been in a cyclone, a hurricane, then you know quite well what I'm talking about. It will get your attention. You will become focused immediately on what's important. This is exactly what happened. And so he said, now you prepare yourself like a man. That's the same thing that Peter said in First Peter when he said, gird your loins. That is, you need to get everything wrapped up and tied if you're going to make progress. And you stand up and you listen. I'm going to question you, and I want you to answer me. Would you indeed annul? Would you turn back? Would you rebuke my judgment? Do you know better than I do? Would you condemn me that you may be justified? Have you an arm? And that's not just the word for arm. It's like the word that's used to show strength. Do you have the strength of my right arm? Or can you thunder with a voice like his? Then adorn yourself with majesty and splendor. What God is saying is, so you think you're God now. Now you're in control. Now you're making the decisions. He said, can you disperse the rage of your wrath? Look on everyone who is proud and humble him. Look on everyone who is proud and bring him low. Tread down the wicked in their place. Hide them in the dust altogether. Bind their faces in hidden darkness. Then I will also confess to you that your own right hand can save you. What God is trying to do with Job and is doing to Job, and it's getting traction, is what God sometimes does with us in Not so vivid a way as he did with Job because he was speaking to him. And he said, now, Job, if you can do all of these things, then I'm going to confess to you. Now, who would you confess to? Not a priest, not a man. There's one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. We don't confess to a man. We don't confess to a priest, an earthly priest. We don't confess to a pastor or to another person for forgiveness. Oh, we might have hurt someone and asked their forgiveness, but I'm talking about redemption. That's the whole idea here. And he said, Job, if you can do all of the things that I just said, which he cannot, it's not even in the mind of man to be able to do that. Then he said, your own right hand can redeem you, can save you. And that's the whole idea here. He said, Job, I have redeemed you and I'm the only one that can. You can't redeem yourself. You can't save yourself. You can't do any of this. And so you're acting like God now. He said, look now at the behemoth which I made along with you. No one knows what this is. There's been all kinds of speculation about it. But when we talk about a behemoth, we're talking about a great, great creature, something that's huge, that's large, that's immovable. And God said, when I made you, I made man. I also made these great creatures. He eats grass like an ox. See, his strength is in his hips and his power in his stomach muscles. Some people say, well, that's a crocodile. Others will say, no, that's a hippopotamus. Others will say it's this or that. Well, we really don't know because God doesn't tell us. We can only speculate and guess. He moves his tail like a cedar. 
And that doesn't seem to be like a hippopotamus, but other things that would fit a crocodile, but there's other things that would fit that as well. He said, he moves his tail like a cedar, and the sinews of his thighs are tightly knit. His bones are like beams of bronze. In other words, it is a very, very strong creature. His ribs are like bars of iron. He is the first of the ways of God. Only he who made him can bring near his sword. Surely the mountains yield food for him, and all the beasts of the field play there. He lies under the lotus trees. That is, he's a water creature, more than likely. And the willows by the brook that surround him. Indeed, the river may rage, yet he's not disturbed. In other words, it doesn't matter if there's a flood comes or whatever. It doesn't bother this creature. He is confident, though the Jordan gushes into his mouth. In other words, the water doesn't bother him at all. It's his playpen. Though he takes it in his eyes, or one pierces his nose with a snare. Now, this is an amazing chapter. Really, I don't think there should be a chapter division here because God goes on to talk with Job about what we will look at tomorrow, and then he brings it to a conclusion. But I wanted to deal with these three chapters because what it does, it brings to bear just how small we are, just how minuscule we are, just how infinite God is and how great God is, and there is no comparison. And sometimes in our own pride and arrogance, we begin to think that we know more than God and that, yes, God did this then and God did this when, but, you know, uh, uh, we're more sophisticated. We know better than God. We act like that in our families. We act like that in our finances. We act like that with our friendships. We act like that in every area of our lives when we get full of ourselves. You see, God really does know best. And so this is why I started the 365 Bible Reading Plan. Was it because I wanted to do a podcast? No, I was already doing a podcast. Was it because I wanted to just show you that I could pick out 365 key chapters? No, no, no. God knows that. I'm bringing this up because this is ridiculous. No, the reason I did it is the stated purpose I've always stated, and that is to get you and to get me and keep us in the Word of God, because God's words are true, and they're always true in every generation, and culture will change. It's changed a myriad of times over and over again in my own short lifetime. I've not even lived 75 years. I've seen the world change many times in front of me. All of us just saw it change in recent years with this deadly virus that was hatched up in a bio lab in China and then unleashed on the world. Oh my soul, how it changed everything. We talk in terms of, well, this was before COVID. This was after COVID. And before COVID, we did this. And after this, it changed human behavior and how we look at life, some for good and some for bad. But all to say, God has to bring us to the end of ourselves. God has to appear to us in a whirlwind. Why? Because if he doesn't appear to us in a whirlwind, it seems like that we won't listen, that that's what it takes. And so let's not let things get us to the point to where we think we've got to have anything. We've got to do something or we're going to miss a great opportunity. Listen, 
The greatest opportunity that we might miss is the opportunity to look to God in every circumstance in our lives and listen to his voice. And the way we hear his voice is getting into the Bible. So let's read the word of God every day. Let's read through these chapters, not just the 365 that we have laid out and made a covenant to read together. No, Let's read all of the chapters in between. All I'm doing is giving you guidance to get into the book of God where we find real guidance. Because what I say is one thing. What God says is everything. It is everything. So let's stay in the book of God. And Job was a righteous man. And he walked with God. He talked with God. God approved of him. And God blessed him. We're going to see in the end more than he ever dreamed. But even Job, godly Job, had to come to grips with the reality of who God is and who he is. So do we. For On The Way, this is Tony Crisp. Thanks for listening to On The Way with Tony Crisp. Tune in every weekday for information on biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Fridays are for your questions. Email your questions to questions at TonyCrisp.org. Then just listen for your question to be answered on Friday's podcast. That's questions at TonyCrisp.org. Thanks for listening and have a blessed day on the way.